This is Dating After Death, a podcast sorting out all the complicated emotions that come along with looking for love again after losing our forever person. And I am your currently anonymous host. Today we have an incredible episode for you. We are talking to Mariah Sandoval, who's on Instagram at at Recklessly Loving, about her experience in the last few years, online dating and reveling in loneliness and so many insightful things that she has to offer. I mean, just listen to this. My goal was to stop trying to think that being in a relationship would stop me from feeling lonely. Mm. Right. My goal was to stop thinking that somehow another person is going to make this stop. I explained in the interview why I chose Mariah for the first actual episode of the podcast. And just one of my favorite moments, we had just started talking and she's a mom of three boys. One of her boys woke up. She took care of business with him and then invited him to sit on the couch with her. Have to go. You can come and sit with me over. I'm gonna be on the couch, but you gotta be quiet, okay? So for this whole interview, it's Mariah and her youngest son sleeping in her lap. Okay, we're recording a podcast. So exciting. So I wanna start by saying why I wanted you to be first, which is just yeah. a short story. And okay. it's because there was some point last year where I was just in the depths of shitty grief stuff. And mm-hmm. I somehow realized that like, oh, I can look at hashtags on Instagram and see other people who might be going through crap. And I saw you and I was like, oh man, this girl is for real. And she looks like a badass. And so you were the first official widow I found on Instagram. And I think the first person I reached out to or connected with. So like it was a while ago, I asked you about your dating experience and you were awesome. And so like supportive and so great. (laughs) And then we almost met in San Diego. Yes, I know. And I'm so bummed that it didn't happen. We were so close. Yeah. So anyway, I've been following your life, you know, like you do on Instagram and don't talk a ton about your dating. So, or at all, really. So I'm very curious (laughs) what's happening, but before we do all that, can you just tell us a little bit about Paul and your marriage and yeah. Paul and I uh, went to high school together. Uh, his sister and I were in the same grades. Paul was a couple years younger than I was. Um, and we didn't hang out in high school. And uh, <laughs> but like around, I think I was like 22 and he was 21. We went to the river. Like his sister invited me to go to the river and he invited, she invited him. And then we ended, we ended up sharing a room because there wasn't a lot of beds. So it's like her and her boyfriend had a room. And then I was like, no, I'm not sleeping on the couch. Like I'm, I'm an adult. So, and then we ended up sharing a room and then we just ended up like one night talking like till like three in the morning. And then all of a sudden I was like, dude, I, I'm like super into it. And he was like the most beautiful man, like you'd ever seen, you know, like he's mm-hmm. like big giant, like six, three with this huge like shoulders. And mm-hmm. so I, made up reasons to hang out. (laughs) uh, We just started dating and then it was good. And then at one point he had talked about living overseas and I was like, Oh, I'm a teacher. I could live overseas and got a job. And we like talked about getting married and and we did. And then we had our 10 year anniversary in 2018 and he died four months after that. Okay. And then the baby, like my youngest child, who's now almost four, he was born two days before a 10 year anniversary. So, but it was, we had hit like a sweet spot, you know, at that point, Mm -hmm. like we had like gotten through those like growing pains. And it was like at the point where it's like, we just like, like liked each other. Yeah. (laughs) Not only loved each other, but we just liked each other. Like he would call me every day on his way home from work just so we could have that time to talk. Cause you know, like when you get home, it's Your kids life. are all over the place. You're not going to talk. Right. But yeah, we still talked every single day just to enjoy each other's company, you know? And, um, and so it was good. It was like, we'd both put that work in and kind of trained, <laughs> trained one another and we knew our roles and we yeah. just were like at this point of our marriage was just really good at that point. Yeah. So, um, that's and then weird he, just to connect with you really quickly on that. Like, I feel like that happened with 
my husband and I too, like, like yeah. the last like six weeks before he died, it was just like this golden. And I'm so thankful yes. for that. Yeah. That it ended like that, you know? Yeah, I know. And I, I am too, like to know, like I had a great love, you know, like to like, I truly yeah. like experienced a great love. And, and I, I've thought about like how there are people who, if their husbands died, I think there'd be like a certain level of relief. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. Like yeah. there was nothing. And I actually like in our seventh year, I believe it was her eighth year of marriage. I actually, I'd always said like, I'll never get a man's name tattooed on my body. Like never. Mm-hmm. And except like I have my children's names and that eight, I think it was seventh or eighth year. I surprised him and I tattooed his name on my ring finger because neither one of us wore rings. And oh when I came home and showed him, like he understood like the, the depth of that. Right. Cause it's like, that's ridiculous now, like on a really ridiculous note. Yeah. We always said, anytime you tattoo someone's name on, it's the kiss of death. Ugh. So like every time I'd be like, Oh, you got their name. You guys are going to break up. Right. This as a joke. Like, yeah. As a joke. Yeah. Because it's true. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> so sorry. I should have never done it. But you know, like at that point, like I knew, I know we will never get divorced. Yeah. We're just there. off the table. Yes. Because we just, we'd done the things and obviously life was going to throw us hard things, but we gotten through them and we were both like in it and we both like truly like loved each other. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and he, he died unexpectedly in a work accident and it was one day he went to work and he never came home. He did spend like a few days in the hospital, which they were very hopeful that he would recover. Yeah. And he just had like massive brain damage due to lack of oxygen. So he did not recover. I saw a post where you were asking people to pray for a quick, the quick death. Cause well, we needed him to die within an hour because we donated his organs. Oh, wow. And if he didn't die within an hour, a lot of them would not be viable. So we needed him to die like quickly. The only thing when they were like, well, what do you want to donate? I'm like everything except the sperm. And they like looked at me and I was like, I don't know. I don't know the process. So I don't know if that's, that's a thing, but I don't want his sperm going to anybody else. Like yeah. that's mine. I have his children. Nobody else gets that. And yeah. they were like, oh no, we don't donate sperm. I'm like, okay, cool. Then no problem. Everything. No problem. How did you have the presence of mind to even think of that? I don't know. That's like when I was sitting in the thing, it was like, you can take all of it, but you can't take that. And then fine. she's like, you can take it. And I was like, what? Oh. She's like, yeah, you can like extract it. It costs a certain amount of money. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I have three kids right now. I have a f- like literally I had a baby like nursing at that moment in the room. T- like a four month old. Right? Yeah. So four month old who was with oh. me the whole time. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need any more. Time. I'm good. <laughs> like I'm good. <laughs> so, but, um, oh my gosh, it was, uh, I don't know, an experience I wouldn't wish on anybody to like pray their person dies fast. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would love to talk to you for like six hours about everything (laughs) and all the complications. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially because this is newer for me than for you. Like I have a a million questions for you. I also want to make sure we talk about the dating stuff. So, okay. So obviously there's time after he dies where if, if you're anything like me, you were thinking like, I just can't even go there mentally. Like you're just still in love and and I didn't even like, it was 13 months after he died. And I, that was, I had sex with someone. That was the first thing. It wasn't even dating. And did you pick that that person or how did that happen? You know, there he's actually like a person my husband grew up with. Okay. Um, I wasn't necessarily like, oh my gosh, I'm so into you, but he was very safe. Yeah. And he was very complimentary and he just made me feel, it just felt like a very like comfortable, safe. And I didn't have to explain any yeah. of my situation. Right. Like it was just, it was known yeah. and there was no expectation. And so it ended up being a really good step back in. I'm glad it wasn't with the expectation of we're going to start dating or any of that stuff. Like really? it was just very like, great dinner, super pleasant conversation, had sex, good sex. Wasn't bad. 
Yeah. And then, all right, see you later. You know, like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it's kind of perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because yeah. that whole thing of like, unless you are planning on not having sex until you're married with a new person, which was not my plan. Um, that's overwhelming to think about having sex with someone after you've been with the same person for 13 years. And to think like, okay. I've had three kids, like I've nursed three children. My boobs are like <laughs> flat and deflated. They're not like 21 year old boobs who saw my husband the first time. Right. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, like I've had, I've grown three people in this body <laughs> and I've aged 20 years. Like I don't, which is a beautiful thing, this, which is beautiful. No, that's the thing. Like in my head, I was like, I'm, I look great for having three kids. I look oh, yeah, great for do. not having three kids. Like I'm really happy. But when you're thinking about being naked in front of someone totally. that you've, you've never been like, you've been with the same person who saw you make these changes yeah. and you like from his children, yeah. Like, oh, how am I supposed to do this? <laughs> you know? But then so, like, was that first experience like affirming for you in confidence was, building? Yeah. Or? yeah. Yes. He was like, he, like I said, it, he was such a kind man. Yeah. He is such a kind man. And just so like appreciative and complimentary and never said, cause men, some men are not super pleasant and they, won't make you feel good. Right. But it's like, he, it almost like he like took it upon himself to like, make sure. Yeah. I was, that it was good for you. It was good. Yeah. It's just after that, I started like really deciding I was going to try to date by actively like going on dating what, websites or apps or whatever. Okay. Uh, um, which one so did like you remember? I used them all. Okay. I never used Bumble. I never used Bumble. Okay. Used Hinge okay. and Tinder. Okay. Um, I started on Tinder because you start from the bottom, you know, you can only go up from there. So, um, yeah, so I started on Tinder and it wasn't hard. I did not write that I was a widow. I refused to like write. I was a widow. Okay. Why'd you make that choice? I just didn't feel it was everybody's business. Okay. Totally. Like, I also like think there's like a thing you hear someone's a widow and it's like a thing, whether like a kinky thing or like mm-hmm. a, Ooh, I'm going to stay away from thing. what the thing is. It's a thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. did write, I had children. It didn't take long. Like it wasn't a, like a long process before I met up with someone. And, and then I just, then my biggest hangup was like, I had a really hard time. Like it was always like, we can have coffee or a walk. I don't want you to buy me dinner. Yeah. Like I felt like this weird, like I'm going to have to like transaction, like a transactional thing of like, you don't buy me dinner because there's nothing owed, you know, that sort of thing. That's my, that's my issue. But like, that was really like a big thing for me. It was like, I'll buy my own coffee and we can go for a walk or do whatever. I don't want to like have any of that. I was also big on active dates. I was like, let's go for a walk or a hike or a bike ride. Let's do something. Like, yeah. I don't want to go to your house. Can you keep and, up or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, Things are busy. I don't want to go to your house. We're like, so we're mm-hmm. in your house by yourself. Um, Cause that leads to nothing, nothing good. As right. far as I'm concerned, like I totally, I'm 100% cool. Like if you just want to have sex with someone. Cause that's what you're looking for. Go for it. Yeah. But that's never what I was looking for. Cause like, and not to be arrogant, but like, if I want to have sex with someone, I can figure out someone to have sex. With. Like, of that's course. not that hard, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, that's and then, the yeah, that's not my, my point here. So, and then, um, then I, I ended up like, then I would, <laughs> my biggest thing was I found like people got super attached to me really fast, mm-hmm. but I didn't get super attached to them really fast. Yeah. I had one no. guy that told me that, um, like I was super clear, like, yeah, he was my first sex experience. I was like, you know, that was great. I'd love to do that again, but like probably just for that. And then yeah, after yeah. the second time we did it, I was like, you know, I'm talking to some other guys and he's like, you're a horrible human. Yes. I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, no, I, I told you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had one guy, the first one. He was like getting divorced um, from like a, he'd been with his now like ex-wife at that point, wife for like 
20 years and like they got together when they were like 17. Right. Oh, wow. And so I was like, yeah, this is like from the beginning, he told me and I'm like, yeah, this is never going to work. Yeah. He's like, why? And I'm like, you're one, you're not divorced, but two, like you've been with your person since you were like an adolescent, which means like you have never experienced life by yourself. Yeah. So I, I can't set myself up to be with someone who's never experienced life by themselves. Like, dude, you need some time. And I think that was what was really hard was meeting these people and realizing that a lot of them had like a lot of work to do. Oh yeah. Right. Like they're like you, it's like, you have not done your work and I have done my, a lot of work. So I don't, I don't really want to do this. And then I met, you know, I met up with a couple people here or there. And, uh, then I started like hanging out, met one guy, like, so you're super cool. Like this is, I'm, I'm now I'm like, I'm kind of into this guy. Like, and then I was excited, like to even be into someone. Right. Yeah. And then COVID hit and he was such a nice man. Um, also didn't do his work. And mm. there was a lot of like talk of how great the relationship was going to be, but no action. Mm. So at that point it was like, okay, I'm done. And then I did, um, I did end up hanging out with one guy. I've only had like one truly bad experience. Yeah. With, like raging narcissists. The first time we went out, he's like, you know, I don't generally take people to lunch. And I'm like, I don't generally agree to go to lunch. So <laughs> like <laughs> um, I was talking about baggage and he's like, I don't have any baggage. And I'm, oh. like, <laughs> I'm like, you're a 35 year old man. Who's long as you do. There's no way you can be 35 and not have baggage. Right. So he ended up being like, super into me, but a raging narcissist. So he couldn't actually say that. And then just kind of mean, because I didn't want to hang out with him. Right? Yeah. And then he was the only one who said anything like, Oh, your body is this, this, and this. And it's like, Oh, oh okay. I, I, you understand? Like I said, you were mean and then you were mean. So that makes me not want to see you even more. <laughs> like it was like a reinforcement of how yeah. I I'm not interested. So I don't actually care what you think about. And weird because the other day when we were having sex, you seemed to be okay with it. You know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's wait, he was critiquing after the fact. Oh my God. Not during, during no problem. During everything's great. Right. Of course. After the fact. So like when I said I wasn't really like, I didn't really want to see him again. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I feel like I probably had sex with more people than if I looked back, I'd probably be like, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. I probably wouldn't do that. But at the moment, I just, I hadn't been with anybody for 12 years. And like, part of it was just like, I want to feel attractive. Like I want to be touched. Yeah. I want someone to look at me with like some level of desire. Like it's been a long time. And, and I was so lonely yeah. And I didn't even admit it, but I was truly like seeking for someone to save me. That's really mm. what I was doing. And, um, and that's obviously like, that's not realistic. So when did you realize that? Cause that feels like a huge realization. I realized that around like about a year after I was started the dating app thing. Okay. And, um, there was a guy who like, we hit it off. It was really good. And he was truly the first person that I finally had the conversation of like, I am interested in you. Yeah. So at this point, like, are you interested in me? And do we proceed with this to be like actually dating each other or do we not? Cause like, I'm, I'm one of those people who's like, I'm at a crossroads. If mm -hmm. I go any further in one direction, I'm going to really like you. Yes. If I go any, if I stop, then I'm okay. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get myself hurt. So I need to know where you are. Like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to proceed because there's just no point if you're not interested. And so he said, well, I just don't think I can give you what you need. And I was like, cool, no problem. I actually really prefer that you're great with me. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was like, like he was the first person I was really into. And then he was the person who didn't want to be with me. Mm. So that was like, that hurts. That hurt. It hurt. And, and then after that, I was very like, yeah, kind of like willy nilly about the dating. Then I dated one more person, but I was starting to feel like, what am I doing? What am I doing with this? Like, I don't know where, where I'm doing. So I started to do that. And then I dated one more guy, sweetest man ever, like 
literally the nicest man ever <laughs> little dumb uh, <laughs> and, and just like a little kid right like 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 would split like $12 nachos, like just like that sort of stuff where I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. And so, um, the, the splitting of the $12 nachos was the end for me. <laughs> so nice though. But it was like, dude, I will have to train you. I and I have three children who I'm trying to train to be good men. Like I just don't have the energy. Oh my gosh. I went on this date with this guy and I swear he was like inadvertently telling me that his mom still does his laundry. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, um, I have two kids. I'm a widow and I'm 38. Like, this is not going to work. So this, yes, that was the same. Like this man lived alone. He did all of his own stuff, but he was just so childlike (laughs) and not in a bad way way just I mean again so sweet but just childlike like I I would be taking care of a fourth child and Mm. and at that point like when that nacho thing happened I like came to the realization that like I am so waiting for someone else to fix my grief Mm. like I'm waiting for someone to come and make it better and but I, I want someone to take care of me. Like I've realized I want someone who has done their work and will take care of me yeah. and not like that. I'm not going to give it back because that's the thing. I know what I'm going to give back. Right. Cause I have done this. Like I was a good wife. Like I had a good marriage. This wasn't, I didn't have a marriage that was like destroyed by something that I did. And, yeah. and so then I, like at that point after Nacho Man, I just was like, I'm done. I'm out. Like I shut off the dating apps because they truly are like just so bad for me in particular. Not everybody, but like that, like it's just all ego. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this person likes me and I'm chatting. And I don't know about you, but how many times do I have to explain and try to sell myself? I don't want to sell myself. Like, yeah. I'm valuable. I know that I'm so tired of trying to convince people that I'm valuable. Like I just, you almost want to just be like, can you just like come meet me and just decide, like, yeah. I don't want to tell you. you. I'll meet you here. If you're interested. Cool. If you're not cool, I don't actually care. And please don't feel like you're going to hurt my feelings. If you say you're not, because probably I'm not going to be interested in you. Yeah. <laughs> also like it just, and they were the dating app. I ended up they just were like so bad for my mental health. And I would find myself just being consumed by them. And I would find myself being irritated at my kids because the dating thing. And then at that point, this was like last August, I just stopped dating altogether. I was like, I'm done. I'm I'm done with the apps. I'm done dating. I'm taking like a six month break. And that was my own like thing I put on myself, but I'm just, I'm done. And what I'm going to do is I use dating as a way to avoid dealing with my grief, because if I can be texting some man who seems interested in me, I don't have to think about how lonely and sad I am. Right. Yeah. I can just text these people. And then when those people go away, there's always new people, right? Because it's a dating app. So, um, and even in like, I'm finding that even in relationship that I do that too, it's like, When I miss my husband, I just text my boyfriend. It's like, that's ridiculous. 100%, right? And you don't, tr- you can't truly sit with your grief because you're, and, and not you, but like, I would just, yeah. I would just be like, I'm just going to let myself be consumed by these seven text strands. <laughs> so there's no time for anything, but there also oh. wasn't time for me to pay attention to my kids. And I don't mean in a way that that was neglectful, but just like my mind was occupied, right? Yeah. I just wasn't present. And so I shut that whole thing down and I was like, I'm done. I'm going to give myself six months. And it was really good. It was like, it was such a good idea to just push it out and to just stop it all and to allow myself like, and (laughs) I started it like three weeks before my birthday, my 38th birthday. Okay. So the night of, so I really wanted to take a cooking class and uh, I go and I'm by myself so I'm like, all right, I'm owning this. Like I'm a fucking lonely ass widow, right? Like, <laughs> lonely. And I'm going to a cooking class by myself on my birthday. And I I'm walk- probably going to cry. <laughs> and I'm, oh no, I was crying as I was driving there. I'm about to cry right now. Yeah. And so I'm like, I walk in 
And there's only three of us. And the other two are this beautiful young lesbian couple who are on their one year anniversary. And I'm like, of course there is. Right? Like <laughs> so cute. They're so touchy feely and they're so affectionate. And I'm like my gray hair and my fucking glasses. And you're like, they're gotta be like 22. I don't know. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is sitting in my loneliness right now. And at one point I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, you guys want me to take a picture of you? Like that old person who offers. I thought you were going to say, you asked if you could give them a hug. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> but they did hug me at the end. Right. Cause like we became friends and, um, and you know, and so it ended up being a really fun experience, but I was like, I was also like really proud of myself for just Totally. Right. Like I felt like that was like a huge accomplishment to go to a cooking class alone yeah. on my birthday, knowing I could be with somebody, knowing I could go with somebody, somebody would have gone with me. Of right. And so, so that was like my big, like that was three weeks in and I'm like, I can do this. And then, uh, then I started training jujitsu and yeah. that's like a huge deal of like my mental health. It's been huge. And then, um, yeah, so it was just a lot of like, just sitting in my room, being lonely and actively stopping myself from texting someone, <laughs> right? Like, okay. So here's my question for you, because like, I think I definitely don't want to do that because it feels so painful. Like yeah. I'm listening to you and I'm like, that sounds horrible. I feel like I already did that. And I don't want to go back there. But you obviously have like, I don't know, maybe a goal in mind or something you're hoping to get from that time. My goal was to stop trying to think that being in a relationship would stop me from feeling lonely. Mm. Right. My goal was to stop thinking that somehow another person is going to make this stop. Yeah. And also like know that even though I feel lonely right now, it's temporary. Mm. that was the goal was to just like remove that variable from fixing it because there isn't any fixing it. Of course. And even though like I'm pride myself on my independence and whatever, I want to be in a partnership. Like mm. I want to be a wife. I love being a wife, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would find it to be like, and then when it wouldn't work out, it would just like, oh, there's more time wasted and I'm still not a wife again. And somehow mm. I'm still lonely. But then I like, I know that no one's going to fix that. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to like, no. And then like when I was in that cooking class and I'm thinking like, I am so like, I remember thinking I'm chopping up shallots, which you're allowed to cry when you do that because <laughs> <laughs> and I thought like, I'm so fucking lonely right now but it was okay because it's okay to be lonely. Like I almost had to come to terms with the fact that it was, it's okay to feel that. Right. And before I was just finding ways to avoid it. Yeah. And I think like feeling it also made me know that I'll feel it and it will recede and it won't be there forever. Like it's not, I'm not, I don't actually feel lonely all day, every day. I just get these like huge waves of loneliness and these yeah. waves of pain. And I would avoid those by texting people. <laughs> so I just feel like I'm sort of in awe of the fact that you could do that. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I have the strength to do that, you know? And like, it's, it's so healthy. I'm just like, damn. I, I think like, I didn't, I think, I think it was like a personal challenge. <laughs> And I thrive on a good challenge. Yes. So it was like one of those things where it's like, this is so unpleasant. If you ever gotten a tattoo, you're like, this is so, I mean, I love getting a tattoo. I love it, but it's not pleasant, but it is <laughs> in a certain way. Right. Like there's, okay. This no, I think this totally says something about you because I only have one tattoo and I got it after um, my husband and I did the Iron Man. So that yeah. was like my state, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, as I was getting it, I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. It was terrible. I hated it. And I enjoyed zero of that. So like, there's part of you, I think that just like harnesses the pain. <laughs> well, I think an Iron Man sounds highly painful and completely unpleasant. So. It is. <laughs> 
there's nothing, there's nothing about that that would ever make me want to do it. So <laughs> it's like, but no, I think you're right in the way, like I had three babies completely drug free because I wanted to say that I had three babies drug free, not because like, cause I wanted to know that I could do it. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like in the, and I also felt like there's no way that I'm going to ever be another partner if I can't revel in my loneliness. Mm. Like I will never be ready to be with someone. And that's what I would find. I met a beautiful man, like just beautiful inside and out who wanted to be with me. He wanted to be my partner and I couldn't do it. And Mm. I know it's because I just, I have not like just sat and allowed myself to be sad just inherently to my core sad, right? What do you think about, because when you're saying that, I'm thinking about like, okay, well, my first year before I even allowed myself to think about anybody else really, like that's what I felt like that whole time was for. But I also know a lot of that was sort of shock and just like survival. Yeah, my first year was all take care of my children, numbness, and more of like, I'm a son of a bitch who's not going to be taken down by this. Yeah. But it was all like, do it. You can do this. And this like idea that I'm not going to let my children's lives suffer because their father died. In fact, I can't. I have to go like above and beyond, right? Because like they already lost their dad, which means I have to be like super mom. Yeah. And then the second year... It kind of was like less numb, less, but I still had a one-year-old. And then this year has been, okay, I have like children who can go off and play on their own. Yeah. I was able to go on like a trip with my girlfriends for five days. Like I was able to kind of almost like I wasn't nursing a child anymore. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. Now that I'm like back in my head, I need to do this. Because I want to be a partner one day. And I just kept feeling that I was just hindering me from ever truly leaning into anything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's just so much goodness there. Um, Okay, tell us what's happening with you now. (laughs) Well, um, I I am dating someone now. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen on a dating (laughs) app. And this is pretty new, right? It's new. It's like six weeks. Okay. Uh, And it's very magical. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very different than the others. Like the, every other person, there was always like within a week, I was telling like my best friend that there was already like, Ooh, yeah, this is, Ooh, right. Like there was, there was never that like magical, like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like 16. Right. Like none of that. I was like, Oh, I don't like this part. And I don't like that part. Uh, and this hasn't been that. And it's almost feels like curated by the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, he is, he has experienced loss. His fiance died, uh, which has been amazing because like I can legitimately full on just be griefy Mm -hmm. and no, and nothing like no uncomfortableness with it which for all of us, I assume we've all felt it where we talk about the person and there's like this, you almost have to curb your discomfort to make other people feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've had people be like, you talk about Paul a lot. And it's like, Mm. he was my person, but for my entire adulthood, I don't know. I have no, like very little experiences as an adult without Paul in them. So what am I supposed to do? You know, and then I also have three kids who need to know about their dad, which means yeah. I need to talk about him. That's the thing, right? It's like that legacy piece for your kids. Yeah. And I need you to talk about him. Like, yes. I need you to know who he is so that if you're going to be with my kids who are his kids, yep. you can tell them about him. Like, that's important. I can have more than one person, but yep. I need, like, I need you to be enthusiastic about it. Like, I need you to actively want to know who he is. I need you to almost be as excited to learn who he is Mm. because who I am today is huge. He impacted me so much of who I am today that you wouldn't have me without him. Right. Like hundred percent. 
Like I wouldn't be this person unless I had that marriage with him. So it's important, like, you know, totally. um, And so, no, it's been really good. Uh, really good. And I have realized that there's like these huge things for me. A lot of, a lot of what's really important is, uh, for me is someone who's capable of communicating Mm -hmm. and having like repairing and being capable of saying like, yeah, I'm listening to you. You're saying this and I'm not going to invalidate you. I'm not going to like defend myself. I'm not going to do this. I let's just have the conversation, right? Like let's have a, an, an emotionally mature conversation and just give the other person the benefit of the doubt that they want this to work and they're not just attacking. (laughs) Cause I feel like that's what people do, right? They're like, you're attacking me. And it's like, no, I, I want us to have a good relationship. Good relationships require like discussions and feedback and they require people to look at themselves and And growth (laughs) on both sides, not even just obviously. Yeah. In a previous relationship, you had introduced your kids. Yeah. You were dating and you said that they got really attached, which was hard. Immediately, like immediately. And actually more than one. And I have not done that yet. Now I'm like super, super standoffish with my kids. Um, I've given it to be like, it'll probably be close to six months before I introduce them. Uh, I, my kids want a father, like Mm. desperately want a father. Mm. Um, They've even, my, my one son has even told me like, we want a dad. So, um, I feel like sad that I made those choices before I didn't know any better. I'm not beating myself up over it, but I, I will like learn from it. I'm not going to set them up for failure. Um, I don't want to be one of those women who constantly introduce my kids to people who don't stay in my life. Totally. So, and they still ask, they still ask about like the two people that they've met. They, my son asked me the other day, Hey, are we going to ever see him again? And I'm like, probably not. Yeah. I had to explain like what that meant. And he's like, Okay. And like, he understood, but it's still to them that became a person that they potentially, but you're also showing them and modeling for them and teaching them like how to date and how to prioritize what you need. And yeah, exactly. So this person, I was really straightforward about that. And I just said, like, I really want us to get to know each other, but the greatest part is (laughs) he doesn't live in San Diego. Okay. He lives in Utah, right? Oh, that's so hard. Um, But it's weird because it's really good because I have little impulse control. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I see where this is going. (laughs) And he also has little impulse control. So it's been like, we actually met via Instagram. I followed his profile as soon as I learned he was a, like, I follow this one girl. She said he lost somebody. And I started looking at his profile and I started following him. Cause you know, the widow widower network thing, right? Totally. And so I knew he existed long before. Um, he knew yeah. I did, which is weird because when I looked at his profile, I thought to myself, like, dude, if we ever met, we would totally like be together. Right. But yeah. I didn't think anything of it, but I'm like, and I don't random message people. Like I don't. So I never messaged a uh, week before we started talking. He ended up randomly following me. I thought it was like, Oh, he saw that I was a widow. I saw he was, a, you know, whatever. So one day he posted something about his like beard turning gray. And I just messaged him like grief brings the gray. Cause I have like, you know, I stopped dyeing my hair. I stopped dyeing my hair before Paul died, but like I have big, like mega gray streaks running down my temples now. Yeah. And that ended up being like, that was, I was messaged him and it was, it wasn't a flirt. Like, cause I'm not dating. Remember I'm, I'm yeah. six out. So like, I'm about three months into my no dating. And it was just mainly to say like, you're not alone. Yeah. It does. That's, that's grief. Like, and you're not, cause I read some people's things and I would just want to write, like, I gotcha. Feel the yeah. exact same way. I'm here. Like we're all here. We all like, this is, you're not isolated in this like experience. Right. And that's the beauty of the Instagram thing. Right. Exactly. Instagram it's like so weird, but also amazing. Yeah. Like all these people who I'm like legitimate friends with. Yep. And I've never <laughs> met in real life. Yeah. So, um, so it ended up being, it didn't just, just like we hit it off. 
And then within a couple, within like a day, there was like, then there was legit flirting. And then it was like, dang, like you're cool. And, and I'm cool. And like, then, so he ended up, um, within like a week, he booked a ticket and he came out here. So we met in real life and, uh, it was great. It was like, as though we, it was though we'd known each other like forever. Right. It was comfortable. It was familiar. There was something about it. And like I said, the, the distance thing is great because, I'm, um, I just like, I go full, bo- like whatever I do in my life. I'm like, we're doing this. We're training jujitsu. Fine. We're going to train jujitsu. Right. Like that's I'm exactly like, how I am. Yeah. When I do something, I do it. Oh. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because I'm 38. I've been married. This isn't like, Oh, I've never done this before. Like I've done it. Yeah. And you just feel it's hard to go slow. Oh, I totally. That, I feel like an internal race, right? Yes, like, yes. Ooh, yeah. I gotta get, I gotta get to there. I gotta get to the point where I know this is my new person, right? Like yeah. all of that. And then you're like, Oh, I should not have done that. Like I should put myself up. How do you do that? I don't understand it. Um, and so, but he does, he's not a go slower either. So mm-hmm. this ended up being really good because we had like three full weeks of just FaceTiming. Yeah. And texting and no, no meeting. So it was like forced go slow. You have yeah. to go slow. plus like once you have sex, that that clouds you, especially of if course. it's good. It messes you up, right? So you're like, oh, well, you're kind of dumb, but the sex is really good. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm gonna break up with you. Do you know what I mean though? Like, uh-huh. As soon as you have sex, and if it's good, you're like, eh. like <laughs> but in the long run, if you've been married for a long time, you know that good sex does not cover that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, the yeah. sex can stay goodish, but it doesn't cover no. that other stuff. No. All the annoying things because yeah. at some point you're like, oh, it's not that good. Right. <laughs> no sex that's that good. So. <laughs> but, um, so it just, it was really good. And then like we met, it was, it was a wonderful like weekend, like literally like magical. And then we we're gonna, we're actually gonna like hang out this weekend. He's coming awesome. back in town and he's, he's great. Like he's, we had like, again, a disruption, like, you know, that somebody said something, it was interpreted incorrectly. And the, um, the conversation afterwards was so nice, healthy, and pleasant and healthy. And just how do you feel about this? Okay. Let me address that. This is how I feel about this. Okay. Let me address that. Like it was not, none of that ego it's been, I mean, it's great. I, I have nothing bad to say. Even the, even when we had that, I was actually like afterwards, I'm like, I'm so happy that happened. Like, I'm so happy that there was a misinterpretation because I need to know how you're going to deal with, cause I know how I deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. I need to know how you're going to deal with it. Cause I'm not going to have, I can't be with a person who can't deal with conflict. Yeah. Because like you've been married, you know, conflict comes up all the time. You have to know. I've had like that same mental conversation with myself. Like I, I actually need to maybe pick a fight with this guy because Good. make it happen. Yeah. No, I've done, we've done it now and he's actually excellent in that scenario, but yeah, I went through all that too. Totally. Mm-hmm. Even in a good marriage, you know, that oh, yeah. there's shit times, right? There's going to be times you're like, should we stay married? There's going to be times you're like, I can't stand your face. There's going to be all those times. So even when you're like doing it, cause that's what a relationship they got, it ebbs and flows. So you can't have the one without the other. And it's great. Okay. A couple questions. Um, one is I threw out to some close friends on Instagram, if anyone had questions for you. And one of the questions, um, was, is there anything that you did in your marriage or had with Paul that you like, won't let yourself do with someone new. Yeah, there is. Um, I think I made myself smaller in my marriage because it was very like traditional. Mm. Like, and I feel like the way Paul grew up, I didn't allow myself to be me because I wanted to be the me that he needed. Right. Mm. And I won't do that again. I will be me and I will have either I will be me alone or I would be me with someone who sees me and yeah. like celebrates me because I'm big. <laughs> like 
I'm big and I'm intense. Like I am. And I know that about myself and I'm not for everybody, but I know that like when he died, there was a lot of parts of me that I rediscovered and I don't want those to go away. Totally. I feel that too. Also, I'm like thinking about your persona and like the little that I know about you from the internet and like, you totally portray all that, like confidence and strength. And so like, what are your insecurities as a widow or like, where do you question yourself or do you, or have you moved beyond that? Like, no, no, not even a little bit. Uh, I'm really afraid that I'm going to pick somebody wrong and get divorced. Mm. I'm really afraid that this part of me that wants to be a partner is going to be so desperate that I'm going to pick the wrong person. Um, I was like molested when I was a little kid. So I'm super afraid of picking someone who's going to hurt my kids. Mm. So I like doubt myself a lot in that. And then what I do is I just push people away because I have, I'm like, well, I know that if I'm with nobody, I can prevent that. Right. Mm. Um, I'm kind of like crass, Like, I'm like, like, I'll say, like, I know one of my issues is like, I, I'm kind of an asshole. I'm really not an asshole, but like the way I talk, like sometimes it comes off, like I'm just a fucking (laughs) asshole. Right. Like, so there's that. Um, I find that endearing. Thank you. That's why I said I'm not for everybody. And I'm like, I have no issue with conflict. Like I'm not going to back away from it. I do not seek it out. I'm not confrontational. I just refuse to like have the awkwardness. And so I'll say the things that like my friends are always like, you say it, you say it, right? Cause you know, I will <laughs> like, that's the thing. Um, I'm also like, I'm really ha- like just and this is just vanity, but like, I'm a little insecure with like my boobs. I won't yeah. lie. It really bothers me. Like I won't get a, I won't ever go and get any plastic surgery because I truly want to like not chase youth. And I want to like honor the body that I have and honor the fact that I nursed like three kids for six years and do that. But I'm still like, I still have those like major body insecurities, which the rest of me, like I'm, I'm in super good shape right now because of jujitsu and I feel great. But then I look at myself and I'm like, Oh, and then it just makes me like doubt myself, which is stupid. What a little minimal thing. Right. But that's like a big deal. Okay. I just had to like ask to make you more real so that you're not like a superhero. No, Um. (laughs) kids, And I'm like, lose my patience and I get really frustrated and all those things that everybody else does. Thank God. Just like the rest of us. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do a couple quick questions with you. Okay. So yes, no, maybe, um, marriage again someday. Yes. Yes. Um, kids or more kids with a new spouse? Um, the person I'm with right now, that would not be an option, but I have truly felt like I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Um, gender experimentation. Uh, no, I just love the dick. I I can't, (laughs) I hear you. Um, (laughs) setups from your friends. Uh, never had them, never had them set me up. Okay. If it didn't work out with this guy, I probably wouldn't. No. Okay. Um, regular self-gratification. Yeah, for sure. Um, sleepovers in your bed. I have. Yes. Okay. Was that hard? Um, not a thing. No, no. Okay. I don't live in the same like room in the house that Paul and I lived in, although it's the same mattress. I like, it's a different bed. It's a different room. Okay. You changed it up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Could you date someone with, with Paul's name? Ooh, I actually thought about that. I think I could. Um, could you date someone that looks like him? Yeah. Yeah. He was hot. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. So final question. I just like, feel like maybe I'm going to have to have another conversation with you down the road, but what's something you're really looking forward to? like a slow weekend night Mm. watch a movie and like your children are there and you're not wondering like is this person not going to be around like just that those moments of like dude we're just sitting here kids are crawling all over people just like that contentment yeah that's (laughs) 
very much looking forward to that again. Yeah, that sounds heavenly. I know. <laughs> yes, it does. I really like just have so much respect for you. And oh, thank you. Thanks for putting probably, it all out there. I, I've, you've seen, I put nobody on anything on Instagram. Like that's like, well, I've had conversations like Instagram's like a whole thing. Like you're, there'll be a ring on my finger before like a person gets on Instagram. Like that's a big deal to me, you know? Oh Yeah. But I did, I do like, feel like the hardest thing about Instagram and the nice thing about anonymous is like my whole Instagram was about widowhood for the longest time, but that's not like as defining anymore as it once was. Right. So oh, that's good to know. Hard to be on my Instagram and post because it's like, part of me wants everybody to know, like I am still a widow and this is still shitty. Yeah. But it's not what it once was. It wasn't not what it was a year ago. It's not what it was two years ago. It's not what it was three years ago. And so I almost like don't know my identity on Instagram. So mm. I struggle to post things because I feel like if I just post a regular thing, all of a sudden I'm not a widow anymore. That's still a fucking widow, right? Like yeah. I'm just a regular person. And it feels like I always have to make some connection to the widow thing. Yeah. Because I don't want people to forget, not that I'm a widow, but just that it doesn't end. Yeah. Yeah. Right? those other people, like I know for me and I know you guys wouldn't forget, but like all the regular people who are like, Oh, she posted a regular thing. Oh, totally. Be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Things are looking really good for you. Go I'm not fine. And I am fine. It's all yeah. like, totally. So yeah. <laughs> oh my but, gosh. So. All right. Thank you so, so, so much. Oh, so fun. Okay. Awesome. We'll talk again. All right. Awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. So how amazing was that? I just loved that conversation with Mariah and have thought about it so many times since. I think she is just one of those people where her outlook on the whole thing feels incredibly healthy and confident and unapologetic. And knowing she is a couple years down the road from me in her grief journey, I just aspire to that. So I am so thankful to her for that conversation and I really hope we will get to check back in with her in the future. This has been Dating After Death. We'll see you next time.